The Job Clinic with Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Robotic surgeon, medical photographer and other unusual careers in the NHS. Hello, I'm Caroline Verdon and this is The Job Clinic. And on this week's episode, I'm chatting to Sue Watts. Now, Sue Watts has quite an incredible job title and I'm going to be honest with you, it's perplexed me. Sue, what is your job title? I'm a highly specialist clinical physiologist. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even make a guess with this one. I know. Most people think I'm a physio. Um, So basically, we're part of the healthcare science team and we support assessment and diagnosis of disease, illness and apply technology to delivery of tests to perform investigations and procedures. So I head up the sleep diagnostics department so I'm the clinical lead for that department so we oversee all of the diagnostic sleep tests looking at patients architecture of sleep sleep problems sleep disorders so ranging from insomnia patients to patients that have got narcolepsy obstructive sleep apnea um, and monitor the progress for treatments and and things like that I am so intrigued by the whole world of sleep. Um, I think um, it's one of those things that if you are able to sleep well, you just take for granted. You do. It's only when it goes wrong that you actually realise how much of an impact it does have. And and it's incredible the the impact that, that it can have. It can affect every single area, can't it, of your life. So what what is it about that that pulled you into to doing this as a career? I think it's just the fact that you have an ability to make such a big difference to somebody's life with something that is so simple and so what seems like a small thing can actually make a massive difference and we actually see a big difference in the patients that come in that are desperate at you know end of the tether they've got relationship problems because you know snoring and antisocial things they might be on the verge of losing their job because they can't stay awake at work Um, or we see patients that are really poorly because their oxygen levels and their carbon dioxide levels mean that their function is difficult during the day because of their um, their oxygen levels fall when they're asleep. Um, and just making that, you know, that small, it feels like a small change, but it's, it gives a big difference to them. And just seeing the progression that they go from, you know, zero up to, you know, back up to their life as it was and being able to function back at 100% just by something so simple that we can find. And how do you carry out these tests? So we we do various different things. So basically the patients usually come in and pick up a piece of equipment. We have different types that monitor different um, parts of sleep. We have some that just measure oxygen levels and heart rates during the night. We have some that measure a bit more in depth so we can look at body position. We can look at the flow. Um, that is getting in and out through their body to see if it's becoming reduced during their sleep. We can actually also look at their brain waves and actually determine their sleep architecture. Um, so we can actually see if people are deprived of certain parts of their sleep. Um, you might have heard of things like REM sleep and non-REM sleep. So sometimes people can do be deprived of parts of those sleep and those parts are both essential for different bodily functions Um, so lacking in an area of one of those of one of those parts of sleep may have a detrimental effect and we can actually identify by analyzing the brain waves which part 
is deficient or they may not be getting enough of or it might be um, drug related as well because drugs can suppress certain parts of sleep and have detrimental effects on various parts of your sleep function. I always picture in my mind that you'll have people in and you'll have they'll be in a room surrounded by glass and then in this and the outside you've got just a whole team of people watching their every move monitoring computers does any of that happen Sometimes yes um we we do a lot of the tests are done in patients homes so they come in pick their bit of equipment up we give them comprehensive instructions um and there is a video online that they can follow as well and they take those home and do it in their own own, um, the comfort of their own home but there are some tests that we actually do in hospital um, where we do actually get them in and we do we video them so we do actually look at them and then in some hospitals depending on what they like to do they will actually sit and watch the patient all night because sometimes they will give treatment so they will have to watch all of the um, the parameters that are being measured and then tweak the treatment to make sure it's you know enough or whether it's effective and those people do actually get watched behind screens while somebody's there recording reams and reams of paper and making lots of measurements and adjustments so that does happen in some places. It must be um, incredible as you said to be able to see the difference that you're able to make in, in patients lives. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, like I say, it's, you know, people who are on the verge of losing their jobs. Uh, also, the simple things of can't drive because maintaining concentration while they're driving can be very difficult because these patients become sleepy. So, you know, they may lose their jobs they may lose their sort of independence as well. So getting things like that back is, you know, is, is a major, major plus And, you know, one of the one of the good satisfying things that we do see. Wow. So getting a good night's sleep is actually something that we should be putting as a priority. It is. <laughs> Would you say that is like one of the, the big things that perhaps we're unaware of? Yes, I think now as we've become a more 24-7 environment and working, you know, people are, sort of, you know, everything is open 24-7, um, people are working later into the night, obviously, you know, there's the um, technology, you know, phones and, and such things like that, watching TV into the night and stuff is one of those things that now, you know, is available 24-7, so people are using it and using it as a uh, sometimes using it as a as like recreation rather than sort of going to bed and, and actually having a good night's sleep. You know, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just watch this film. It's okay, I'll just go to bed late and have a shorter sleep or I'll go to bed later and wake up later. But then you don't realise that in your sort of sleep-wake cycle, there are certain hormones that are released during your sleep cycle, which if it's shortened or if it's at the wrong time of the day, they will be affected as well. So they can have a detrimental effect on people's daily living as well. What's the pathway yeah. into your industry now? There is a, a healthcare scientist's training programme. So there are two routes in. There is what we call the PTP, which is the Practitioner Training Programme, which is an undergraduate degree stroke apprenticeship. So undergraduates will come in straight from A-levels do a three year, two or three year training package, and then they can move on to what we call the STP, which is the scientific training program. And that's where they would actually become healthcare scientists. So that's a postgrad, so that's a master's degree. And that's a three year training program structured, and they're usually employed by 
the NHS. So we've got a couple in our departments. They mainly specialise in the area that they want to work. So they have them in cardiology, but they also have little additional modules like they will go and spend six weeks in vascular or six weeks in another area to try and to sort of broaden their horizons and get a feel for other specialities that are out there so they can experience other areas during their training. I do find your job so interesting. I think it's fascinating the different things that we do in our sleep that we're perhaps not aware of. And, you know, whenever there's like a Channel 4 documentary on sleep, I'm the person that's watching it. But I do vividly remember one where there was a guy who was playing musical instruments in his sleep. And every single night when he went to bed, um, he would play the trombone. And he would actually, whilst he was asleep, pretend to be marching so his feet were like actually moving and his hands were moving as well as though he was actually playing the instrument and I just found it fascinating um his wife obviously (laughs) wasn't so thrilled but I think it's incredible yeah because we get sort of patients that pretend that they're doing things as well and sort of ended up punching the other half in the back of the head while you know sort of you know the trombone sort of goes out and stuff but I think I've heard of a couple of people with uh, that have got up and played instruments and they're usually better as well what better in their sleep yeah yeah they play better while they're asleep than when they're awake wow that has to be infuriating (laughs) yes yeah you never quite grasp it when you're awake but when you're asleep you can play it like a you know like a concert standard (laughs) that's incredible (laughs) yeah I think it's because of the you know the external influences aren't there or that you know the conscious sort of bias really isn't the brain wonderfully weird uh sue thank you so much for chatting to us this week if you'd like to find out more about sue's job then there's more info in the show notes coming up on next week's episode we speak to a phlebotomist and there is definitely more to that job than meets the eye the job clinic with leeds teaching hospitals nhs trust robotic surgeon medical photographer and other unusual careers in the nhs the job clinic is an under the mast audio production